0: This is the Environmental Integrity Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pelton. Juan Flores is the son of a Houston petrochemical plant worker whose life was cut short on the job.
1: My dad uh, worked at a refinery in Baytown, uh, Chevron Phillips. He was there for almost 20 years and always told us the stories about you know, how dangerous it was. and. You know, over the years fires broke out, we're always worried about his, his uh, well-being and, uh, you know, asbestos, exposure, all that was always a, a situation. He always told me and my siblings, you know, don't do what I do, it's too dangerous, please try to do something else with your, you know, line of work. Children often ignore their parents and sometimes do the opposite of what they advise,
0: but that was a lesson that sunk in for Flores.
1: He passed away. He had a heart attack there at the refinery and passed away at the age of 51. So
0: Instead of following his father's footsteps, Flores took a job as a community outreach coordinator with Air Alliance Houston. It's a nonprofit group that advocates for better safety and living conditions for the people who live just beyond the fences of Houston's many
1: refineries
0: and chemical plants.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at this area, the people live around here are usually people with a uh, low income, uh, you know, people of colored communities, and this is what they can afford. Or in some cases, people live here because they work near the refineries and it makes sense for them, but they're the ones that have to deal with the exposures.
0: Flores is standing in a park in the Baytown neighborhood, near ball fields, a swing set, and skateboard ramp. But beyond the trees and grass of Unidad Park, over a barbed wire fence looms steel tanks and pipes and a burning smokestack releasing a yellow smudge into the sky. This is the largest petrochemical plant in the world, the ExxonMobil Baytown plant. It was the site of two fires and explosions in 2019. The second blast on July 31st injured 37 workers and temporarily shut down a neighborhood school. The fire department warned all local residents to shelter in place and not go outside because of toxic fumes, including benzene, a carcinogen. Flores is all too familiar with the risks of the industry.
1: I've been through a couple of explosions throughout my lifetime and fires and shelters in place, evacuations, been through a couple of those.
0: Flores said his heart went out to the victims of the July 31st explosion. After that one, another blast rocked a different chemical plant owned by the TPC Corporation in Port Neches, Texas on November 27th. That accident Forced 50,000 people to evacuate their homes just before Thanksgiving. The explosion blew out the windows and doors in homes for miles around. At least eight people were injured, mostly by shattered glass. Many families had to abandon their homes on the holiday and eat turkey in shelters provided by Red Cross volunteers. Workers at the TPC plant were lucky to have survived.
1: Well, I mean, the first people you think of are the people that work there. I mean, they're workers trying to make a living and, you know, they they put their lives, I mean, their lives on the line every day working in these companies. I mean, accidents don't happen all the time and it could be years before they happen, but they do happen and they have to put themselves out there. And when something like this happens, they go through it, people get injured, people have lost their lives, the families at home have to deal with it, their kids, their wives, something that goes on a lot. But also the local community around here has to deal with the exposure with all the uh, air pollution and benzene and the the fumes, everything that goes out floats into the community or goes into it, people breathe it in. And, you know, like studies say over the years, uh, too much exposure that will cause health problems. That's why there's such a big health hazard out here with kids with asthma. and people with breathing problems and uh, just overall health issues that happen in this area. An investigation by the Environmental Integrity
0: Project revealed that 20% of the plastics plants in the Houston area, 19 of the 90, had failed to follow federal disaster planning regulations over the last five years. These rules are designed to prevent fires and explosions like the one that erupted at the ExxonMobil Baytown plant on July 31st. Worse yet, at least two thirds of these chemical plants had violated the federal Clean Air Act, according to EPA records. Often the plants break the law by releasing soot, benzene, and other pollutants during mechanical breakdowns, startups, or shutdowns. But the companies are rarely penalized for these violations. State records show from 2015 to 2017, Texas or EPA imposed penalties on only 7% of almost 900 unpermitted pollution releases from the plastics industry in the Houston region. These incidents released 11 million pounds of air pollution, but the fines were minimal, totaling only 6 cents per pound of illegal pollution.
1: The state of Texas has a reputation that they don't really do the fines, They they don't really collect them, they're very low, You know, it's so obvious, or it feels like it's so obvious that they're so pro-industry.
0: One reason the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, or TCEQ, is not doing its job is because of budget cuts. State records examined by the Environmental Integrity Project show that over the last decade, governors and lawmakers in Texas have slashed TCEQ's budget by 35% when adjusted for inflation. That's the second most of any state in the U.S., just after Wisconsin's 36%. Texas lawmakers eliminated 269 positions, or 9% of the total jobs at the TCEQ from fiscal years 2008 to 2018. This was even though overall state spending grew by 41% to $158 billion over the same time period. So the cuts to the environmental agency were not because of a budget crunch, but rather because of a policy decision by elected officials in Texas to weaken pollution control programs in the state. This was among the conclusions of a recent Environmental Integrity Project report titled The Thin Green Line Cuts to State Environmental Agencies. Luke Metzger is the director of Environment Texas. I've been working on environmental issues in Texas for almost 20 years. I knew there had been some cuts, but I I was uh, even alarmed uh, to see from the report just how great the cuts we've seen here in Texas, you know, 35% second worst in the country. And that comes as, you know, we're seeing an uptick in these illegal emissions events and fires and explosions that are, in the worst cases, you know, costing people their lives, in other cases, causing property damage or threatening public health with unsafe pollution. In making these cuts to environmental programs, Texas was not alone. The Environmental Integrity Project. Found that at the federal level, presidents and Congress cut funding and staffing for EPA pollution control and science programs by 16% from 2008 to 2018, when adjusted for inflation. The Trump administration has made the argument that the public should not worry about cutting protections at the federal level because the states will pick up the slack. But at the same time, A majority of states cut the budgets of their own pollution control programs often more than EPA. States eliminated more than 4,400 pollution control jobs over the last decade, including the 269 positions cut at the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. Eric Schaefer is Executive Director at the Environmental Integrity Project.
2: Forty states cut their workforce at the environmental agencies between 2008 and 2018, at a time when we kept hearing that they were taking on more of EPA's responsibilities. Some of those cuts to staff were extreme, 38% in Illinois, 35% in North Carolina, 32% in Arizona, 30% in Louisiana. And when we talk about these cuts in workforce, we're talking about losing the engineers, the scientists, the lawyers, and their support staff who review and approve environmental permits, monitor air and water quality, inspect plants to make sure they're complying, manage the cleanup of contaminated sites. So we're losing people who had the expertise to carry out those responsibilities year after year.
0: Meanwhile, back in Houston, the lack of adequate staffing and enforcement by the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality has meant that facilities like the ExxonMobil Baytown Chemical Plant are a risk both to their workers and to the communities around them. Juan Flores believes that a better staffed and more aggressive state environmental agency would deter pollution violations and safety lapses, like those that contributed to the fires and explosions here in March and July.
1: At the very minimum, we're asking them, please enforce the standards that are in place. It would be great if we could get a little stricter and make it to where it's more safe. But being realistic, if they would at least just do what they're supposed to be doing now.
0: This has been the Environmental Integrity Podcast, and I'm your host, Tom Pelton.